Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. Do you have any questions before we get started? Like, do you feel nervous at all? No, I'm actually, so funny you say this, I'm kind of doing like my own little thing right now just like it's called bus talk oh cool and um it's it's just kind of going off zoom just because like all of my teammates and like people i'm interviewing are just like all over and with covid and stuff Mm -hmm. so eventually i would like to kind of do something like this where you know i'll have teammates and like talk about their stories and like their adversity and like stuff like that so i've already interviewed two people and they're two good friends of mine. Well, if totally one was get the f out. You were like, my heart is gonna blow up right now. You're yeah, me so happy. But one, I did my good buddy from Ohio. He's in the music industry, and I'm kind of chase. I want to talk to people who like are following their dreams and like yeah. how they're achieving it because like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people don't chase their dreams, yeah. and so, <laughs> and so like we're talking about we're talking about that and. This is perfect. Yeah, so it's, so it's pretty cool. Okay, so wait, tell me a little bit. So bus talk. So it's like like a, a podcast. Or? Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be like it's gonna be a podcast. But right now, I'm just kind of like archiving, and I have yeah. a buddy, a really good friend of mine, who's like trying to become a DJ, mm-hmm. and he'll eventually be on there. But he's making a intro song for me, and then I'm hoping to get like an actual like artist, yeah, and make my cover. Yeah. Because I don't want it to be like pixely. I want it to have like some yeah. charisma, you know? Yeah, you want it to be so, legit. So it's going to be like, like a, I don't know, we'll see. But I'm going to have like a per, like a personal like artist or something. I'm going to try to find that. them on Instagram or stuff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. This is so perfect. Okay. Well, if you want to, we can like send you the audio to this and you can like, yeah. You can be like, hey, I'll share my own story too. And yeah. then you can use this. Because I think what we have in mind like really aligns with that. Yeah. So um, honestly, the first question I have written down is, when was the moment when you truly believed that you were going to be a professional baseball player? <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I truly believed I was going to be a professional baseball player <laughs> literally probably when I was six. Yeah. And I mean, I don't remember that day, but I just had this like feeling and I remember going to school in like fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade and being like, I want to be a professional baseball player. You know, you you get some teachers that are like, you know, achieve it, like go for it. Like I had this teacher that I still talk to nowadays. His name's Mr. Lapine. Great, (laughs) great, just great human being. Um, And he was like one of those guys that would say, go achieve it. And then there was those other people that were like, oh, quit dreaming. Like you're not going to make it. But I just had this, like, this irk inside of me that I was just like, you know, this can happen. And so I just kept following it and following it and following it. And, like, at one point I was, like, a catcher and I wasn't too good. And then my dad was like, you just need to get on the mound. And, and I got on the mound and, and, honestly, the rest was history. Um, and I just kind of got to the point where I'm just like, oh, my God, like, this, this is actually happening. And then you get there and you're just like, you couldn't even imagine it in, you know, a million years that this is going to be your – your future yeah. and, and now the present, you know? So, yeah. so it's, it's a crazy journey, but I would say I kind of knew from an early age that I was going to be a professional baseball player yeah. and that's all I could think I wanted to do. Yeah. So, so you played baseball from a young age then, like oh, all the yeah. way through middle school, high school. Yeah. And oh, that yeah. was that, like you stuck to it. You're like, this is what I want to do. Well, yeah. I mean, my dad was a huge football guy, mm-hmm. and he kind of, you know, wanted to push me in sports. So I tried like everything. Hated soccer. Was okay at basketball, 
you know, played football just because like the friends were doing it. It was like a big football community in Ojai. Yeah. Um, so I did that and it was all great and stuff and made some good friendships. But at the end of the day, like I just didn't have that like passion. And mm-hmm. I, and then like I kind of found that passion early on, which I'm lucky because it's sometimes really hard to find that passion and know what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And so I just knew probably when I was in high school at some point, I was just like, I just, I just have this feeling like I'm going to do it. And so I just went out and just like, you know, put my mouth where my word or my actions in place and, and, and carry it on. So, yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, I mean, every little kid has a dream, right? Like mm-hmm. every little kid's like, I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be a doctor. And like yeah. the amount of people who like actually attain that goal that like they this wild dream they had for themselves when they were six years old like this is so minimal right Mm -hmm. so like what is that thing that you experienced or what was that drive inside of you that like differentiated you from the from the rest so i actually was just kind of like i've done a lot of reading uh in the past year and uh one thing that i've kind of noticed is is that you got to have the adversity you got to have adversity. You got to learn how to fail. You got to love how to fail. And so like, I learned that early on, you know, either if it was like, uh, you know, jealousy within the small community that I lived in or whether it was like, you know, an injury like I have right now, or whether it was, you know, getting shelled in an outing, which was, you know, just not doing good. you just have to figure out a way to like succeed. You got to figure out that mentality, um, of like, what's going to move you forward and how are you going to, you know, change up something to get past it. That is a really unique mindset to have at such a young age. How old are you? Uh, 23. You're 23. Yeah. And that's something that I feel like I'm still learning. Um, when do you feel like that lesson was where you were like, maybe pain is my friend. Like it's my, my learning. Um, like when did you, cause I feel like when I was in high school, when I failed, I didn't look at that as, Oh, an opportunity. Yeah. Like I was really hurt by that. So how did you see those as opportunities with that young brain still yeah. being in high school, wanting to have girlfriends, you know, friend, like all of that, yeah. like the social life. So I kind of, I mean, I didn't know it in high school, you know, like obviously it sucked when you had like jealousy and like, and stuff like that. It really, it really hurts you as a kid. Totally. And, uh, you know, we all have battles with our inner child. Um, and so <laughs> I know you're like, <laughs> I'm going to cry. Already yeah. Well, like, I mean, like everybody has like scars from their past, you know? And, yeah. and I yeah. think that's one scar that I had to like overcome eventually. And I think that's where college played a huge factor. And I remember the day exactly where I realized that pain was my friend. And it was like my sophomore year, um, I was pitching in a game and I remember coming off the mound and I like bases loaded, no outs, got out of it and was so pumped and like was just being arrogant, cocky. <laughs> and next out, next inning, I gave up like seven runs. And I was just like, remember, it was like devastating. And it happened, it didn't happen like that, but I was continuing to have failure. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just tired of sucking. Like, I'm just going to use this to my advantage. And then from that point on, like, I've never looked back. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, wow, like, I can fail, but I could still succeed, yeah. you know? So I thought that was very important. And I, I think that was like the, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned. So every time that I experience failure, I'm just like, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, it's going to happen. Like if you're scared of failure, then like you're scared of life, you know, like, yeah, you know, like it, it, failure is inevitable. And like one thing that I'm battling right now, especially with this COVID is like, you know, 
I, I have this baseball career and it's kind of on a pause right now because of COVID and like the, the, my injury. And it's like, dang, like I want to have a career and all of this stuff. But it's like, and like, I wish I can know what my future holds. But at the end of the day, we don't, nobody knows what their future holds, you know? Yeah. Like, so you got to be in the present. And I feel like the present is where like everything happens, you know? Like, yeah. seriously, like taking a deep breath and that plays a factor on the mound, like breathing and being in the present. Pitch mm-hmm. one is pitch one, pitch two is pitch two because you can't throw a complete game, you know, first inning, you know? You just yeah. got to be one pitch at a time to get to a complete game. Yeah. So I think baseball has allowed me to find truths in life um, through the lessons kind of it's it's taught me. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, cool. let's. I love that you you brought this up because failure was like one of the things that I really wanted to talk about with you because I feel like, um, man, there. I mean, especially as the pitcher. Yeah. Like everyone knows the pitcher of every of team, right? Yeah. Like right. that's yeah. like it's a big deal, and and so you have so much on your shoulders, um, and you have been great, and you've had amazing games, and you've blown it. Yeah. So like when you are experiencing failure, like what does that feel like? What thoughts are you having when you're just like, mm. I yeah. just let my team down or like my whole family's in the crowd and now like, yeah. what does failure feel like to you? So it's like a little different sometimes. Sometimes it's like, you know, and I feel like the times that I have failure are the times that I'm not present, you know? Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. like, you know, when, when I'm in Utah and I played in front of the family and everything like that. And, and on the mound, you know, the first few innings were great. It was like easy. And then you get to like the fifth inning just like life, you know, everything could look great until you get like to this little speed bump in the road. And, uh, you know, it, it sucks because there's so many emotions, so many thoughts running through your head other than pitching. You're like, Oh my God, like, am I going to get drafted because there's scouts there? Or, you know, mm-hmm. I want to do well for my family or, you know, all this. And it's like, all this stuff feels like it's crashing down on you and you feel like your future's done. But the thing is, is it's not because yeah. everything is little things. Like there's nothing in this life that I feel like is a big thing. You know, like everything's little because at the end of the day, like we have such a short time on this earth and it's like, how am I going to cry over spilled milk? That's just this fraction of my life when I have like hopefully another, you know, 50, 60, 70 years. So it's like, you know, it's little things that when you look back on it, but right in that moment, it's, it's like so much pressure, Yeah. but you really got to like breathe and focus through it. And like, I feel like Mm. when you do get that speed bump, breathing through it you'll get right over it. Yeah. Cody, you are speaking my language <laughs> yeah. right now. Um, tell me how you found the power of breath. Um, so I found the power of breath um, just part of a routine. Um, okay. So I also, you know, we did meditation. We had these guys called um, Dean and Ben, and I think they were called Uncommon. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were these two really cool guys. They're from Reno, Nevada. And they came down my three years in college and they talked about breathing. They talked about being in the present. They talked about the little, little things. And I was like so infatuated with it. And I like got out my notebook and I just remember like going through pages on pages on pages and just like taking down notes. And it was like so like it was honestly like transcending because you go through things that you don't experience. Like, like we went in there and we would have to like scream an oath, like scream at the top of our lungs. And if we didn't do it well enough, then we had to like, then we had to try again, you know? So like we got on top of these pedestals, these two people, and we had to scream an oath, the whole team. If nobody did it, then you got to try again. And so it like tears down people's walls, you know? And so you have to like give 
level 10 energy. And then the next thing we did is like we, we were meditating and like breathing. And, you know, I found, you know, through that, I kind of did furthered my education in Wim Hof and like oh, oh. yeah <laughs> I know Tim's over there I'm sure probably yeah. just like grinning that's like Wim that's Hof method and like you know uh, making boxes so do sets you take of four. ice cold showers I tried I and, tried and you, did you just indicate box breathing like yeah box inhale? breathing box breathing it. box breathing yes. um and so like we got an episode on that yeah and so I used to take cold showers. I brush with my left hand to like change it up. Totally. Stuff like that. But I, I mean, I want to get back into the cold showers, but I, I want them to be colder. You mm-hmm. know? <laughs> it's just not cold enough. <laughs> right. You know? you know what? There's somebody that I follow on Instagram and they have like a horse trough on there. Who is it? Um, this yoga person, her name's Alyssa. Oh, okay. I don't know. Gotcha. Shout out to Alyssa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but she has like a horse trough on her deck and her and her husband fill it with Ice. Okay, hold on. Chunks hold of on. ice. This is Alyssa. She's married to Chandler. Yes. How do you know them? Uh, she was my next door neighbor when I was next door neighbors what? with Tim. What? <laughs> we, sh- we shared a back fence and we would like meet at the fence and that we would like just talk forever and I would tell her how like big of a crush I had on Tim and like no. how much I loved him and she'd be like, you should kiss him. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this is well, Alyssa. A small world. Okay, so I worked yeah. with Chandler at Happy Sumo and yeah. then now that I'm in yoga. I, like, think that Alyssa is amazing. She does, like, tons of kundalini. It's where I learned, like, a ton of breath work. Yeah. But she totally um, embraces the Wim Hof with her husband, like, that method of oh. submerging yourself in ice water. Huge. I take cold showers. I want to do polar bear plunges, like, in the yeah. river or something. Yeah. It's invigorating, It right? is. It, it really is because, like, we would do that during the season. So we have these, like, tin ice baths. And yeah. <laughs> it was so funny because we were kind of doing something like that. It was – uh one of my strength coaches, Mike Myers, it was like six inning of the game in pro ball. Yeah. And he's like, do you guys want to go in a cold, cold tub? And I'm like, bet. And he filled this thing up. I kid you not. It's just like, it's like probably like five feet by like three feet. Yeah. And you get in it and the ice to water ratio, the, this much ice to like this much water. Yeah. And we were in there for like seven, eight minutes. And we were like trying to find our breath and everything yeah. like that. And it was like, it was sweet because after a while you just like completely get away from it's being cold because it's a yeah it's like a mental block you know like Mm -hmm. oh my god this is hot this is cold it's like that mental block and then as soon as you get over that mental block it's just like it just flows through you and you're just like okay this is kind of hot now yeah You You, you know what i love about that um the discovery of the cold and with breath is that it, you know, it kind of symbolizes life in a way. Like you have this hard thing coming, like like maybe you see it coming or maybe you're a little bit caught off guard and like your natural reaction is you want to tense up. You want to like yeah. bring your shoulders up to your ears and you want to kind of turn away from the water. But the trick is, is not trying to force your way through. The trick is embracing it. Yeah. Like how can I relax? I'm going to take a deep, steady breath. And then it, it becomes a meditation almost. Seriously. Like you stop thinking like you're, you're not focusing on the shivering and your your heart rate calms down and it's almost like you enter into this bliss like i yeah. get out of the showers and i feel invigorated and um just like maybe not caught up on something that i was maybe caught up on before i got in the shower yeah, right? you're in or the present completely 100 yeah. percent in the present moment yeah. like that that power of now it's yeah. i that's that's crazy that you found great that. book by the way yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We are air pumping our yes to Cody right <laughs> yeah, now. We're so like we are yeah. so excited. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The power of breath. That's crazy. S- super important. Super important on mm-hmm. the mountain. Super important. Super important in life. Absolutely. In 
every facet. Like I just feel like so many people in situations can just like, you know, whether it's getting cut off on the freeway or like mm-hmm. whether it's a boss yelling at you, just yeah. like getting to your breath. And it's like, oh, okay, like this isn't really that, it's big, of that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. And sometimes yeah. you see it as it's like, oh, maybe they're just having a bad day. Or yeah. Yeah. suddenly like you see it as like, just let them go. Yeah. Like yeah. no big deal. You yeah. you don't take it personal. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's no, mm-hmm. You're like, oh, yeah. well, they weren't trying to like be an a-hole to me. They just... They're in a hurry. Yep. Yeah. They're having a bad day. Yeah. And then, like, they're lost in the sauce, man. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm just going to do What me. kind of like, sauce I'm- we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's... Okay, I love that. The power of breath. Yeah. So that's been a big tool Huge. in your transition of mindset, maybe, to, oh like, a, a, an expanded growth set. I'd probably say, like, probably number one. Mm. I think... If you look at all pitchers in the MLB, they do some type of breath work that you don't see when the cameras are kind of away from them, but they do some sort of breath work where it's like, you know, in through the nose, out through the mouth, try to make a U in your stomach, and that's kind of what I do. Mm -hmm. So, like, every pitch, that's, like, puts me to pitch one. That puts me to pitch two, and that's what I mean by, like, being pitch one, pitch two, pitch three, pitch four, all the way to 100 rather than, okay, pitch one, and now let's think about pitch 100 when I haven't even thrown pitch two yet. Yeah. Mm. So it's so important to stay in the moment because if you have that mindset, then if you don't have that mindset, if I'm, I'm allowed to curse on here, yeah. shit gets crazy, <laughs> you know? Like shit gets Shit's crazy, shit, get, shit hits the fan if you're not in the present. Yeah. And I've seen it so many times to myself, to other people, you yeah. know, um, and I've seen it the breath be so powerful to some people that it's just like, oh, my God, like this guy looks cold-blooded. And and that's another thing that's also up my game is stoicism. Stoicism Mm -hmm. is like up there with breathing for me. I I don't want to be like too high. I don't want to be too low. I just want to be right in the middle. Oh, so it's like poker face. Is that what you mean? Or like you're not like wearing your poker face. Like I'm super stressed right now. Yeah, poker face. Like you're in a big situation. Yeah. Like whatever. It doesn't phase me. If you Mm -hmm. lose – doesn't phase me. If you win, doesn't phase me. I'm not going to like pound my chest in glory. I'm not going to melt my face in failure. You know, I'm just going to like just be all the way through. And like I've read so many books on that. Ryan Holiday, um, which is a great author. He's written three books, now four on stoicism. Yeah. Um, Meditations, which is a, a 2000 plus year old uh, book, journal by Marcus Aurelius, who was an emperor of Rome. Yeah. And it's absolutely like, breathtaking because it's this philosophy has been around for so long and it's talking and it's talking literally about like stuff that we face 2000 3000 years now and yet we still don't follow it and it's yeah. like how do we not how do we not do that you know yeah, like yeah. there's this information right here this guidebook that's literally telling us hey like this is how you should live life yes. and like we always choose the other way you know it's yeah. like it's like you know i believe in like a higher power. Like there is 100% like a higher power and it tells you to believe in a higher power. But the thing is, it's like the way I view religion is like, yeah, I believe in Jesus. But the end, and then the day it's like, well, what is Jesus? Maybe like Buddha, Buddhists or Hinduists or Muslims or whatever, maybe they saw the same person, but they interpret it different in some aspect. You know what I'm saying? Like, like how do we know? Like it's not the same person. They just interpreted it completely different than what we view it as, whether it's like Christianity or Catholicism or whatever it is. Like, like it's interpretation. Everything's interpretation, you know. Yeah. So. And so. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I, like, I grew up like one in like a very specific religion, and once I left that religion and looked back at it and learned about other ones, I'm like, oh, 
oh, they are really all very, 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 very similar, if Seriously, not the same. Though, yeah. And so, yeah, I agree with you. It is just like an interpretation, and and Jesus could be like an enlightened human being, and he was sharing the same message as Buddha. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, like I just feel like those books are just like books of just how to be a good person. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Is because say it's it like, louder. Mm, just a it. good person, because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's like that's like what are we living for? We don't live yeah. for money. We can't carry that to the grave. Yeah. We don't live for you know, getting high, getting drunk, whatever, whatever you, whatever you want. We don't live for that because at the end of the day, like, you know, we don't carry that to the deathbed. Like Mm -hmm. one of the biggest, I think the most eye-opening thing is, is like when uh, Steve Jobs was dying, he was like, the last thing he said was like, I wish I would have put down the phone. I wish I would have responded to less emails. I wish I would have put less time to work and spent time with my family because now I see that that was the most important thing. And it was like, so like heart wrenching because you're just like, you know, me, there's a lot of money in this game. And like, I feel like at a time, like I was playing it for the wrong reason. Mm. And then I like started to see like, no, I'm not playing it for money. I'm playing because I love it. I'm playing it because I can, yeah, I can have boy enthusiasm and like do something good with it. Like just try to maybe with my platform, try to leave the world just a little bit better than what I found it because that's all it's about. Seriously, like, I mean... I'm not trying to like win over hearts here. You're but, totally winning over hearts. But, but continue. But but I mean like that's that's really all it's about because it's it's such a short life and it's just about like being a good human being to your neighbor and yeah. and trying to do as much good as possible because we're all gonna like sin we're all gonna do yeah. bad things but what what are the good things you know what yeah. are the good things we're gonna do? Mm. Cody, you're hitting on a lot of things that I feel like words of affirmation, positive self talk, self love, yeah. ex- radical self acceptance living in the present moment like these are like you said age-old wisdom that it's around if you're just looking for it like it's in the books it's in the texts it's Uh in those little lessons um and it's almost like when you know you know yeah you know yeah yeah like it's interesting it's it's the truth it just speaks Mm -hmm. you know like and it's universal right it's like you honor me i honor you um we're just a human experience. Like we're yeah. all just in this human experience and we're inextricably connected mm-hmm. yeah. and we are, yeah. And what matters right now is right now. Exactly. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, not pitch two, yeah. pitch one, right? Or yeah. like whatever we're on. Yeah, 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 yeah of I course, of course. Mm. I feel like for me, I have always been surrounded by people who are very loving and supportive and like energetic mm. and like, yeah, Krista, you can do this. Like I always feel really supported. Um, but knowing a little bit about you and your story, you, at pretty young age, to be honest, like, I'm thinking about myself in high school, like, pretty immature, like, as far as, like, my mindset, you experienced that um, people you love and know rooting against you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. can you, can you like, walk us through that situation and, like, how you've used that as a catalyst to get you to, like, yeah. this super badass version of Coach Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's... It, I struggle with it, you know, early on um, and like that inner kid, you know, that you struggle with, you know, that you always have that like mm-hmm. that that little like I don't want to say demon, but you have that like bad phase in your life. Everybody has it in some aspect, whether it's family or whether it's friends or whether it's some type of thing that happened to you that scars you a little bit. And, like everybody has that thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that, that was a hard moment because it was like, I come from a small town, much like Payson, much like Santa Quinn. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, while I was playing baseball, it was like, you know, I had all this success and, you know, parents were rooting against me and like my teammates were like, kind of like ruined it pretty much rooting against me. And like, it was, it was pretty rough because it was like, there was a game where I can remember in particular where, you know, I had, it was spring break and I had asked my coach if I can go to, um, to, it's like, uh, gosh, why am I forgetting it? Country Thunder or Stagecoach, Stagecoach. That's what it was. And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Like it's, it's optional practice, whatever. And so I go to Stagecoach What's and stagecoach? it's like a country, like a country venue okay. out in, uh, it's like in Coachella, like oh, same okay. place. Like, okay. so I went there with, with my girlfriend at the time and, um, I came back and I remember we were playing Malibu high school and we were playing there and I'm going to go hit and one of the parents starts booing at me because like I missed an optional practice. So a parent on your on team. On oh, my team, yeah. So somebody you have grown up with. Yeah, yeah, I knew him. Their parent is sitting exactly. in, the, in the stands booing, booing at he you. Booed, he was booing me and he was like, you know, all the way up to plate and I got out and he was booing me. And I remember after the game being so hurt and I remember my dad showed up late so he wasn't there. And I remember not saying anything to my dad, but as we're walking out of the stadium, I go straight up to this guy, to this man who's 55. And I just start like letting him have it, yeah, you know, and giving him my all and, and like, just so like pissed off angry in the moment, and angry. And like, I didn't know how to handle it at that point, which I think was a great lesson. And mm-hmm. I just remember like doing it and like feeling better. But at the end of the day, feeling worse as I walked away from that situation. And it was like, it, it was like hard at the moment, because like, how could somebody be booing you on the same team, you know? Yeah. But but the thing. Or a grown ass man booing. Yeah, a, a, a grown ass man. Yeah. 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 And um, yeah, it was it was rough. And then <laughs> the last thing was my last game of the the my senior year. Um, we were playing Saint Bonaventure, which I went to my freshman year. And one of my best friends, Bailey, which you guys have all met, mm-hmm. um, love my love that guy. He's been with me through everything, and like honestly, he's been like kind of an angel in, in many aspects. Yeah. He's a he's a he's a he's a bro for sure. And uh, we were he was getting in a little bit of banter with one of the other players. And as we're going to like slap hands to end it, they sh- like the guy shoves him, and then I'm backing up my teammate, and I'm like, I shoved him. I'm like, don't even start this, bro. Like, get out of here. Like, just go to your dugout, whatever. And my head coach comes up to me and says, like, give me your jersey. And I'm like, for what? Like, I'm just backing up my teammate. Like, mm-hmm. you're telling me to, like, give me give me your, my jersey. Like, I'm kicked off the team for that? Like, seriously? And so I give him my jersey, whatever. I learned I'm not going to say anything. And my, my Bailey goes, what? You're going to kick him off the team for that? If you're going to kick him off the team for that, then here, have my fucking jersey, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, and... So he gives him his jersey and we're both off and he's like, he tells me, he's like, bro, don't worry about it, dude. Like, I got your back, bro. They've been after you all year and like, I see it and it's terrible. And like, I'm with you to the end, bro. Like, and he has, and he has been with me to the end. And he's a, he's a definitely a lifelong friend, not even a friend, like a brother, family. Um, And so like, I definitely have mad respect for him and like would do anything for him for sure. But, uh, but yeah, that was a, those were, those were, it was challenging times my senior year for sure. But I think it helped me grow. And I I look back and I don't have any grudges at all because I've accepted my childhood past, you know, like I've accepted Mm -hmm. all the wrongs that have happened to me, all the wrongs that I've done. Like I've accepted all that. And I feel like acceptance is a big thing because if you don't Mm -hmm. accept it, then it's like, you're always going to be like fighting against it. Then it it secretly kind of runs you Yeah. when you don't accept it. Then 
it's like this secret thing that kind of like yeah. is still like seeking validation even yeah. however long later. But okay, mm-hmm. so you so as a high school student, like you are talented people. Like there are professional scouts coming to your high school games, correct? To like check out you yeah. to see if they want to sign you to their collegiate team, right? Yeah. So in these moments, um, so you have people on your team who like you are only one player. And, like, you need their help to, like, make the play. Mm-hmm. Am I using the correct term? Yeah, no, you are. a little bit proud of myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, you you need their help, and yet you know that, like, they there's a jealousy or, like, they yeah. don't want you to do good because then, what, it's taking away from who they are? Like, yeah. where, like, why, in, in your perspective, like, why were they feeling like, why were they behaving that way? And the funny thing is, is like, yes, like I could, like, that was definitely a thing, but it wasn't that it was, I got hurt my senior year, um, like the first game of the season and I pitched and I pitched good and I had a ton of scouts there. And, you know, I had told my coach prior, like, Hey, I'm not ready to go like a hundred plus pitches. Like, I just want to stay 85 pitches. Like, that's all I got in me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, I want to tr- want to help the team win in any way, but that's 85 pitches. And so I go out there, I throw my 85 pitches and he keeps me in till like 105, 120 on the hundred and like f- whatever, hundred and let's just say 105th pitch. I hear a pop in my shoulder oh. and it's, you know, I walk off and I'm like, Oh my God, like, of course this happens. And so, like, I'm out. Like, I go, like, get an MRI, like, whatever. And it's an impingement. And the only way to do it is, like, to rest. And so, like, going to practices and, like, doing all this stuff, like, I couldn't, like, participate. So they're like, dude, you were, like, our take it to, like, whatever. You're, like, you were going to be, like, the person who led us to, like, playoffs or whatever it may be, whatever mm-hmm. they wanted. And they looked at it like he's faking it. Like, he's just trying to fake it so he can prolong his career in college or in pro ball. You know, like, he doesn't want to play for us. And I'm, like, sitting here, like, dude, like, I don't know what to, like, how to say it to you, but, like, I'm hurting, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, injured. My, I'm injured. But they didn't They didn't believe it. They just thought I was faking it. And, like, I remember, like, having a, a, an argument with somebody, like, dude, you're faking it. You know, like, and I'm, like, like, how can you tell me I'm faking Like, are you in my body? You know what I'm saying? So I was, like, I was, like, whatever, like, it is what it is and like kind of continued and so i feel like that was more so where that kind of stuff happened because it was like oh he's injured but yet he still can go and whatever go to stagecoach or whatever mm-hmm. and like or he can still go to oregon or he could still have a potential to get drafted and like he's not even here helping the team or he's not contributing in any way mm-hmm. like that's not fa- you know what i'm saying oh well, they yeah. felt like maybe they were trying to paint you in a picture of like Riding on the coattails, like yeah. oh, he's just coasting. He's- yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I felt like that was more so the stuff, like the thing. It was like jealousy. It was also like a little bit of like he's not. He, we don't see him working like yeah. the way he it's should resentment. be. Like resentment, and it's like it's like I, I can't control that, you know. Like yeah. you know, I I try to do the best that I could, and like it just happened that I got injured. And, you know, it happens. It's part of sports, and and that was that was one thing that I was just like how is somebody going to tell me that I'm not hurt and then tell me that, you know, like you don't deserve, you know, it's like, it's like everybody goes through injuries, you know, it's like, I'm going through another one right now. And that's Tommy John, which is like been a blessing in disguise almost because, but, but yeah, it was, it was tough. It was challenging for yeah. sure. For sure. Okay. So you, so you deal with that, like amongst your teammates, your senior year of high school. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you get signed to Oregon. Yes. So, like, what was that feeling? Were you just like, 
holy cow, I made it? Or was uh, it like pressure? Or like, what did that feel like? So going on. So yeah, I committed the Oregon my junior summer or going into my senior year. So the summer, oh, okay. summer in between. Okay. So like I already had that planned out and scoped out. And me being hurt actually affected that. Yeah. So I got hurt. And then at the end of the year, get a call. was like, hey, like Cody, like you, you could come to school, but you're not going to have a roster spot. So that was another piece of adversity. It was yeah. like, oh, my God, like Oregon just pretty much dropped me. They just yeah. said they don't want me. You know? Okay, how old are you? Are you 18 years old? Or are you 17? Uh, I think I'm 17 at the time. So you're a 17 or 18, year old, like 17 young man. Yeah. And like this thing you've been like working so yeah. hard for. Like, I mean, I to me, I feel like that would be like the most devastating blow. Yeah. Yeah, it like was. having somebody pull their it was. offer on you. It was. Yeah. It was like, it was like, I remember where I got the call and everything. I was at the friend's house mm-hmm. and I remember sitting on the porch and just being like, wow, okay, like, I guess what's next, you know? Yeah. And it was actually so gracious because literally within like two days, I got another call from University of Arizona and they said, hey, I'll be out there in two days. You're throwing a bullpen. I threw a bullpen and it was like, they offered me right there on the spot. And I knew that that was like the right move. You know, Mm -hmm. I just, I just felt it. And I was like, we were going home and I was like, dad, I'm going to commit. Like I'm ready. So I committed like the next day and it was two weeks before University of Arizona started. And funny thing is I played in this like summer like showcase mm-hmm. and now one of like my best friends was playing there and he was committed to University of Arizona. He was telling me, he was like, you got to commit to University of Arizona, bro. Like I already went to Oregon, like <laughs> don't commit. They're just going to show you all this gear. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, and then guess what? I commit to Oregon and then guess what? I ended up committing to University of Arizona. <laughs> and now like me and him are Plot like <laughs> once again, like lifelong buddies, like just like Bailey like and and I made so many like it was the biggest bless like I didn't know it at the time but it was the biggest blessing Mm, because I ended up playing in the Calds World Series I ended up making lifelong friendships having great teammates that are still communicate with till today you know have a teammate my catcher in college that I play with now you know have Mike who I you know still communicate with every day and like get drafted out of there, have a great career at University of Arizona. And it was like, there was the place that I needed to be, you know, yeah. it's like, it wow. sucked, but it was the place that I needed to be in it and ended up being the best. Yeah. So. What do you, um, what? Wait, you were talking about the book. Um, yeah. The ha- obstacle becomes the way. Uh, obstacle is the way. Have Ryan you read Holiday, that book? Obstacle is yeah. the way. <laughs> so good. So yeah. that was like the basis really good. of like where I came up with a lot of these questions was, I mean, I, and I even said like, Describe a situation that you felt like was an overwhelming challenge, but you used it as a catalyst to get to where you needed to be. Yeah. And I think that's like a lot of what you have described. Um, yeah, that is a phenomenal book, by the way. Such a good book. Um, we'll link it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, so tell me, so you experienced in your high school, your senior year. Well, I may, I'm keep referring to your senior year. I don't know. Maybe it was like more yeah. than that. But like this, this jealousy and this like... Um, yeah, it was it was a challenge, right? And you had to work your yes. way through it. And then you get into to your collegiate team and now you have like this brotherhood and this camaraderie yeah. and like these lifelong friends. Like um do you feel like and lots of times people do say that like, "Oh, like the challenge makes you better." And I think it does, but like do you feel like no you really were able to succeed when people were rooting for you or like taking good care of you or like when we're good to each other? Yeah. Does that help us better in the long run? Mm-hmm. Like, I, what is that like for you? I think it really I think it matters person to person because some people like have that ego where it's like 
they'll push everybody away but still succeed and you see it in pro sports you see it in football basketball whatever um but i think it having a good environment does breed success and i think it helps bring people in the right direction but i think it starts with you you know being kind uh being a good teammate you know doing doing the right things i think it starts with you i think that's how you breed is first with yourself and then people acknowledge that and kind of pick up that that energy and Mm -hmm. they kind of go with you and it just so happened that it was lucky that i had five guys that i just bonded so well with we all had this like same energy and it was it was like awesome I, i don't think i'll ever have a group of friends like that again in one spot because we ended up all five of us ended up living in the same house Mm -hmm. and got drafted literally fourth fifth sixth and seventh round Mm -hmm. and then our other teammate uh, drafted in the 17th round but it was like it was it was just like crazy because it was like right after another and then we were all friends and we all lived together and we were the only juniors there from the beginning till the end started played in the college world series like it was just it was like it was like written you know like it was written and it was like it was so cool and and i had best memories uh at university of arizona in tucson um and it was it was magical it was special for sure special place in my heart and like yeah so yeah it was nice i love that yeah what is it like to like experience um like, what does, like, real joy feel like to you? Like, do you feel like, oh, man, I want to, like, just punch you real hard? Like, no. I don't know. Like, how do you experience, like, that true joy with, like, a group of, like, men, manly yeah. men? Like, oh, my gosh. How, like, how does that feel like and how do you express that? It's so it's so exhilarating to begin with. It's like, you know, making this push to the Calls World Series, it was, like, so awesome because you're playing, you know, you dream of it as kids. You see, you know – teenagers young 20s playing this college world series and you're like damn i want to be there you know 14 15 and you're there and you're just like taking it all in you're just like oh my god this is magical you know it's like as as a as corny as that sounds but it really is it's like the biggest stage in college sports and honestly one of the bigger stages in baseball yeah you know and, and we're there and we're just having a blast and like just completely loving the moment and playing for each other and like i think it showed and we made it to the like the last three games to win a national championship and we were literally one out away from walking away with a national championship like how many people can say that yeah. less than 0.1% of the population can say they're a national <laughs> wow. champion yeah but you know we're also 0.1 can also say they're a runner up national <laughs> champion so so i mean like it 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 equals out and but but yeah it was an amazing moment and 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 honestly, like it's, it's nice, but I say like the experiences are what really like in baseball, like the friends and, and the moments and stuff like that. More than the success is really what you like love because, just as like you know, like when you have success, it lasts for like what a day, two days, yeah. fifteen seconds, sure. you know, and then you're like, all right, what's next? That's, yeah, you know, it's it's about this like journey. It's about like peaks and valleys. You know, you get to the top of this mountain, and it's like, okay, well, what's next? All right, let's go down to this next valley and let's climb up this next mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing over and over again. And it's like, and that's the thing that you kind of have to learn is like we think this, this like and I know I'm going off, but it's like this, this money or the, the, the next car or the next bigger house or like all this stuff is going to like complete you, but it just leaves you empty inside. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, Oh, okay. 
but I think the thing that's beautiful about it is like, okay, the experience is along the way. Yeah. Noticing that that car is just a tool for you rather than that car owns you in a way. Yeah. Knowing that that house is just a place for a place of comfort rather than that house being like, oh, look what I have. Because yeah. like that doesn't complete you. And so I feel like I, I feel like the, the moments are what really completed my baseball career. That, that was the nice thing. Yeah. yeah. You know what I love about this is, so um, in like yoga principle, it's one of the biggest things that has stuck out to me in my studies is um, always being the student. You're never the expert. Yes. Right? Like, yes. Um, and that's a really unique perspective to take on. And it's cool because I feel like what you're talking about, like, yeah, you've put this into terms of baseball and you've seen it in your career, but it's ultimately who you are off the field. Yeah. Like you're putting this work. It's not just on the mound that you're taking a breath. You're taking it in, you know, 5 PM traffic, yeah. you're taking that breath or being in that moment while you're cooking dinner or you're with mm-hmm. your friends or, um, and I like that. Like you're never coming yeah. to the table as the expert. You're yeah. like always wanting to be the student of life. I st- I mean, yeah, I, I think that's, well said and but I still you know I still struggle for sure. sure I still struggle where you know I think I'm the expert and then I step away from that humble. but <laughs> then I step away from that conversation and I'm like okay I'm not the expert mm-hmm. like I think one of the best things I've heard is like you have two ears one mouth so if that math adds up you should be listening more than you talk mm-hmm. and so like I've been trying to do that the last I don't know like two months where I'm just really been trying to to listen rather than like talk. And I've never been one to be like, this is the right way. I'm right. You know, I'm willing to see like other points of view and I'm willing to like talk to you and, you know, accept your point of view, but not argue with you. Like Mm -hmm. I, I understand everybody's going to have their own opinion. Like that's what makes you human. So I think the big thing is like, is like just being able to agree but to disagree kindly, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's a, a lot of people struggle with is a, they disagree really meanly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and I feel like yeah. we see it today. And, <laughs> One of my like that, I so. always says, she says, you'll never regret being kind. Yeah. You'll never regret being Seriously. kind. And, and I think that she lives her life that way, but it's a really good principle of looking yeah. at that. Because, right, like, I think that I can have a hot head sometimes and I can disagree yeah. meanly. <laughs> but you regret that, right? Yeah, you, you regret it. Conversation, you're like, oh, man. Just like when you yelled at that, you know, your teammate's dad where you're like, yeah, I'm having this emotional release, but at the end of the day, I'm not you don't feel proud better. of that. No. Like, that's not who I want to be. Exactly. And that's how you showed up in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so one of the things you said at the very beginning um, was that, like, how you want to have a podcast and you want to talk to, like, your teammates about yeah. their story. Tell me, um, like, why why does that interest you? Like, why do other people's stories – like, I mean, that is, like, my jam and I'm fired up about it. Like, yeah. I want to hear – like, so, tell me, like, why do you care about that? I care about it because I think – this going back to like what's life's about and it's about community. It's about like this, these moments right here where we're like completely in the present speaking to each other. And I think it's like about like community and like being completely in the present and like talking about somebody else's adversity. Like I'm talking about mine right now or like, you know, maybe it's going to help them later on be like, Oh, okay. Like I just talked through it on a podcast. and I didn't even realize it. Or like, you know, like talking about different stories and different things because it's like, I hope this message gets to, you know, your son and your future kids or like whatever. And like, they're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, shit's going to happen in your life. Like people are going to be jealous. People are going to be mean. But at the end of the day, it's like you can either be mean with them or you can be nice and, you know, be accepting of whatever has happened and 
yes. figure out a way to get over the obstacle, you know? Yeah. So. One of the things I think that's really interesting about your story is you've encountered this, and, and just like every human being has, but like you've encountered it from like man-made and also just like that's life, right? Like yeah. you've had people be hard to you and like try to take away from you and you've, all, you've also had like an injury. Like yeah. no nobody made that happen for you. Like that's just the luck of the draw. That's just exactly. what happens. And exactly. so being able to um, be comfortable with like, I, this is out of my control. So mm-hmm. like how do I... How do I control what I can and exactly. let go of what I can't? Oh, I mean, that's perfect because like that's exactly what I've lived this this Tommy John incident as. It's like, okay, like this sucks. You know, like I remember getting the call and like, you know, having it on speaker because like my buddy Mike was <laughs> – we were playing video games and my buddy Mike was on. He was like, put it on speaker, put it on speaker because like they had known I was getting an MRI and Haley's doing her homework. And I remember him saying like, hey, like you're going to need to come to Houston and get surgery. And like, I remember Haley crying and I remember Mike being like, dude, so sorry. And I was like, you know, I was just like, I was like, okay, like, that's fine. It's like, fine. like, like now I know, like, smooth. now yeah. I know, let's go. Like, yeah. and I don't think I've ever gone to rehab sad. Like, it's honestly like, it's a blessing because I've had the like most badass rehab people, I think in the world, like crew, like there's a, there's a re- PT there named Cruz and then there's Kevin and then there's, there's just so many people there that are just genuinely good people. Mm-hmm. And like, I have a the best time there. Like, it's so fun. Like, yeah. lifelong friends, once again. And that's just from being in the moment, you know? Yeah. And learning the power of, like, community, though, too. Yeah. Like that, that's really awesome that you're you're recognizing that you're not just here because you throw a really good pitch at baseball. Oh, really yeah. fast. I, like, like, that's the thing I know. Like, the thing I know about Cody Deason is, like, he throws a really fast pitch. Like, that's, like, the thing, right? Like, right? that's what everyone's yeah. bragging or stoked about. Right. But it's not just that it's beyond that it's, yeah it's the way that you're you know taking each breath yeah, yeah. i i speaking of that i just i i want to commend your dad though your dad is like definitely done that a little marky mark. and like it's pretty it's pretty cool like he came down with lynette and they i don't know what what they, what did they come down I, they, I don't know if they were just visiting or like it was something oh it was when i was playing in the fall league they came to a game oh yeah and your dad was just like, yeah, man, like super happy. And like, he has all the right to just like hate life, you know? Cause it's like, you know, your mom, yeah. his wife, you know, is mm-hmm. like, you know, has ALS, like MLS and, and it's like terrible disease. Yeah. And he just like s- cherishes the moments and it's like crazy, you know, mm-hmm. like it's pretty uh-huh. cool. Yeah. He's, and like, I, like I, I teared up at your wedding when he was giving a speech because he's such like, I, I really do like your dad a lot as a human being. I've always liked him as a human being, yeah. so. He's very charismatic. He is so good, yeah. He, I mean, I I, I hope I can be, like, just like him one day, in a, in a way, yeah. Oh, man. It just, <laughs> I don't mean to make you cry or all, but he's a, he's a great man. He's, really sweet. Yeah. he's a great man, for sure. Yeah. That's really cute because, like, all these, like, old men in our family. Sorry I called you all old. But, like, all these old <laughs> well, men are, like, are. all about Cody Deason. And yeah. he's, like, you guys are great. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yeah, I mean, there we have some we have some great great men in our family, you know. Like, your dad, Mike. Uh, my dad, I mean, I love that guy to death. Like, he's an amazing human being. And I think I get a lot from him because yeah. he's never, like, a yeller. And he's yeah. always been like a really easy guy to get along with, and like I love him to death. He's mm-hmm. he's an amazing amazing person, and and yeah. Tim is is also like he'll be there for you no matter what, and like he's like you know has this really good sense of humor, and then yeah. you know Ron like he loves his his nieces and nephews, and wow. he loves everybody, and he's loyal, 
granted he's Henri, but he's <laughs> he's he's loyal you know like he, I, he didn't always he wasn't always Henri. yeah but, <laughs> i think that's come with old age yeah. sorry ron <laughs> i think it's when he i think it's when he broke his nose you know yeah. he's like damn i have to look at this every day yeah well, sorry ron well, when i think about like your parents like I, I really do see, like, that's where, like, this kindness perspective comes from. Yeah. Like, yeah. so you, all of our family lives together in Utah, and then, like, you guys were, like, the California decent. Yeah, right? yeah. And, like, anytime, um, you know, like, we're, we're going on a road trip or we have a vacation, like, just always so, like, open up oh their house, God. like, come over, we'll feed you dinner, we'll give you a ride to the airport. Like, just really, like, that kindness Um I definitely have seen that in your parents and I see that like yeah. that's rubbed off on you and like that's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, I, me and my mom have like obviously had our differences and like we, we, we clash and like, but I think like I oh do Oh my gosh. Have... Why is that? Please. I'm like kind of surprised because I always think your parents are like so supportive of you. Yeah. No, like, no. They are so supportive, but we that? just, we just have our differences, you know, like it's just, it's hard to, it's hard to really come down to it. Like, honestly, I don't even really know, but. But, uh, but she, you know, I feel like I do get some things from her, you know, like Mm -hmm. she is very kind. She Mm -hmm. does have a big heart and like, she could be stubborn as heck, but I think, you know, it's like, it's a good thing, but you know, I just think some, like we just have difference, difference of opinions sometimes, different mindsets and like, it's all good. And like, but I still love her at the end of the day, you know, it's my mom. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just like difference of opinion, I guess, different mindset and, and like I think she's a great, like I said, a great human being. Has a big heart and like whatever. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. We just we just have our differences at times. I don't know. It's cool to have, um, especially in your position, like supportive parents. Mm-hmm. Like having a family that backs you. I mean, like you said, just coming back to that community, coming back to that tribe yeah. that when you do when you are hurt you have people to fall back on who want the best for you because there's a lot of snakes in the grass right like you especially like in a position like you going into professional baseball like that's a lot of eyes on you Um, and there's and there's money involved tons Mm -hmm. of money involved because isn't baseball like the richest sport too because there's no cap on it Uh, am i understanding that correctly yeah like it is a very like it's very good but all your the money is guaranteed that's what makes it different from like let's say like I think it's I know it's NFL but I think it's also NBA is like if you get hurt two years into your contract and you signed a 300 million contract you're still getting that 300 million dollars mm-hmm. when you get hurt in football you don't see that money mm-hmm. you'll get some of it but you won't get all of it yeah. I see. so oh. like that's the difference is like it's guaranteed yeah. money yeah. like you'll get it no matter what like Garrett Cole signed 300 million dollar contract if he gets hurt to where he can't play anymore he's still getting that yeah, $300 million, you know? Yeah. So. No, I think that I'm just like blown away I by know how too. much yoga you have. I'm like, <laughs> I like, I feel like I've just learned so much because I resonate so much with the message that you're sharing. Yeah. Like so much of what you're saying. I, I get what you're, I get what you're picking up. Right. Yeah. And um, I'm into it, but it's taken a lot of therapy for me. Of it's been a lot of meditation and yoga. Um, inner child work. I love that you touched on that. Um, it's, you know, it's been all of that. So I think that, um, having that mindset and that drive through this sport and this passion that you have is, is really unique. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm like, dude, do a yoga teacher training. (laughs) Just do it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
it's definitely like like I said, like it ebbs and flows. Like I'm still I still struggle in some aspects, but like I'm grateful that I at least have the knowledge and like I can mm-hmm. go back on it and be like, you know, be really bad in the moment and then go back on it and be like, okay, how can I get better? How you know, can I learn from how it can I you? learn from it? And I feel like it's it's like a blessing and a curse because I feel like that's a very ambitious mind, and so like, yeah. so like it I struggle with it from time to time because it's like, yeah, it's 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 a really good mindset. But it's like also like you have this ambition to do big things, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. and it's like right now, like I'm not doing anything. Like I go to rehab and like mm-hmm. give it my all and then I come home and I, I do school and I don't have anything else. And it's like, gosh, I want to get out and like do something, be with somebody, go hiking or do something or have a job or like get an yeah. internship or whatever. And it's like I struggle with that because it shouldn't be that way. I should be living in the present because what Marcus Aurelius says is he's like, if you have your mind in five, six, seven different places, you're going to be given C, B effort. You got to pick your three places and have A effort, you know, and that should be rehab and that should be mentality and that should be school right now for me. But I want like job. I want, you know, all this other stuff when it's like, I just need to focus on those three Mm -hmm. and I struggle with it daily. So, well, humans that's what yeah you know this is a human condition for sure for sure um okay so you kind of touched on it a little bit but i would love to hear you talk more about who your role models have been like are they baseball players or do you see do you see um men and women outside of your sport that you're just like wow i like i want to be like them so yeah it's baseball players but it's more like people people it's like people like what what drives them and so it's like I love my dad and I think he is a big mentor in a lot of facets. And then I also um, like writers, like Ryan Holiday, great one. Um, Jay Shetty, Mm -hmm. great, like another like guy that I look up to. Mm -hmm. Um, Honestly, like Joe Rogan, Mm -hmm. like he's so weird and I love it, you know? (laughs) And like, like I don't, I don't, like to idolize players like I think they're awesome and they do great things and I do like hearing their information I do like look up to people and I look up for their mindsets and and like just not to say anything but like I don't know it's I like the people aspect if you're a good person like I fuck with you you know (laughs) (laughs) you know stay sleazy so Um, okay, so usually like at the end of an interview I like to ask um you know, if you could go back to, like, that hard moment in your life and, like, whisper something into your ear, like, what's that message you want to hear? But for me, for you, what I want to hear from you, because I feel like, um, I don't know, I just think that this is, it's, like, a rare thing that you have. I just, like, want to know, like, how do you continue to have the courage to believe in yourself? How do you do that? <sighs> Dang, that's actually a really good question. I had a really good talk with my friend on the way back from one of our hikes, and I thought it I've been the last four months, which is also a blessing. It's like I've been going on these like killer hikes, mm-hmm. just beautiful, like just in awe. You're like, oh my god, I'm so grateful I get to live on this earth because mm-hmm. you like get so exhilarated. You look at this like Zion Canyon, yeah. You know, you look at you know uh, these rivers, and you're just like, oh my god, this is my backyard. This is beautiful. And we get into these deep talks, and I'm like, his his name's Rio Gomez and his dad's name is Pedro Gomez. He is an uh, analyst in ESPN. And I was like, dude, what is, how does your dad, like, how did your dad know? And he's like, blind faith. He's like, you just got to have blind faith. Like Mm -hmm. you got to like 
prepare today and like read books or be in touch with yourself or seek new wisdom or whatever to prepare for your future self. Because at the end of the day, we, like I said, we can't prepare for a future. We don't know what a future holds, but we can prepare ourselves now to hope that later on that we'll be a better prepared future self. Yeah. So he's just like, he just said, honestly, he just had blind faith and he had, he didn't, he didn't, which is another good thing. He didn't, luck is when ta- when preparation and the time meet. Mm-hmm. Like luck mm-hmm. is luck. I don't feel like luck is a luck. Like luck happens when people put themselves mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. Not just letting it like, just sitting right here hoping it falls into your lap. It's like walking one foot in front of the other and stepping in a pothole and getting up and keep going. And that's how luck happens. You know, yeah. it's not, mm. it's not like it just falls in your hat. It just falls in your hands. And yes, sometimes it does, but, but most of the time it doesn't happen like that, yeah. you know? So it takes falling down and getting back up. Yeah. And then eventually you're lucky. Yeah, but exactly. It's, it's not really luck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So just, yeah. Like that ability to like keep showing up for yourself. Yeah. It's, yeah. Blind faith. Yeah. Blind faith. Blind faith. So you said you wanted to be able to like use your platform to like make your little corner of the earth even just like a little bit yeah. better. Um, so like what do you have a message that you want to share that we can or do you feel like you said that through all these questions? I mean, I definitely feel else? like I said it, but like at the end of the day, like I just want people to to chase their passions. You know, like yeah. don't work that nine to five job because it brings home a paycheck because you're you freaking hate life when you Miserable. do it do the job that you know you work the best hours of your life and you have your best friends around you and you like vibe with your clients or vibe with like whoever you are like that's what it's about like yeah. you have such a short life like you could you know like my buddy passed away when he was 17 years old like that just tells you like nobody knows their clock yeah. so do the stuff that you love do it passionate do it well and just be kind like just be a good human you know like yeah. that's what it's about and so. don't settle. Don't settle for less. Yeah, right? don't like, settle. Don't settle. Don't settle. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> do, we, do you cheers after? Can you do a cheers after? Sure, we can totally do you already here? <laughs> 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 Let's wow. go fill you up, bro. Cheers. Thank Jeez, you, Cody. No. I really Thank appreciate you for having the time. Me. Um, Cody, tell us where people can find you mm-hmm. on Instagram or Facebook yeah. or... I believe it's CodyDeason33. And then on I don't Instagram. have a fit. Yeah. On Instagram, on Facebook, I don't have a Facebook. And then Good on job, Twitter, Good job. on Twitter, I don't know my Twitter handle, <laughs> but you can go watch bus talk, uh, here shortly. I'm hoping it's going to be up in the next month or so, but I'm archiving podcasts and we'll have some good guests on there and, yeah. and hopefully it'll be a little bit of this, uh, over at our podcast. So, yeah. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, when it drops, we'll definitely link it in sure. so in our, our community can, I mean, I think if you're listening to like our podcast, you're going to be very interested. In I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. It's a good podcast. I'm glad you guys had me and it was really good. Very yeah, good. we, we very it good. was it was awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to yeah. have a conversation with yeah. two girls at a table. We love it. Yeah. The two the and girls in the back. Back. <laughs> Timmy the T. <tea. laughs> They go follow him. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you guys. Um, stay tuned. We'll see you next time. Yeah. We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I Totally Relate Pod. 
Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at itotallyrelatepod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.